You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, March 1st, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN20, and get 20% off your next order. Twin Spring training began in earnest yesterday with a game against the Boston Red Sox. We'll talk about that game. We'll talk about the game today against the Tampa Bay Rays in Port Charlotte. And also what we have on tap for you this week on the Lockdown Twins podcast. And with that, I'll tell you, we're going back to five episodes a week on the show as the Twins begin their campaign to a third American League Central title. Opening day is a month from today. The show set records in February. I really appreciate all of you listening, and I'm glad you're joining me for this ride. It's going to be a really fun season. we got some awesome storylines with prospects like Alex Kirloff, Trevor Larnick, Brent Rooker coming through the system, and also an improving division with the Chicago White Sox knocking at the door as potential favorites in the Central. Kansas City Royals getting better. Detroit Tigers moving through their rebuild. And, of course, the Cleveland Indians always able to develop pitching at a high level. So it's going to be a fun division in 2021, and I can't wait to uh, to see this season start. But first, we got spring training games. And, and yesterday, I'll tell you, hearing Chris Atterbury and Dan Gladden on the radio, and early on these games weren't televised, which I think is really dumb. I think uh, Fox Sports North or someone should have picked up the first couple games. It can't hurt to market your team's prospects. But they were on the radio, and I'm grateful for that. And it was just so good to hear Atterbury and Gladden bring us in and introduce us to the 2021 twin season. I mean, it was just so special to hear. Uh, I got the chills. And also, I mean, so nice to hear the fans, it, to hear actual authentic fans in the stands and the excitement from the players. Devin Smeltzer started the game. He said he was choked up before the game, seeing the fans piling into the stadium and not piling in. You know, I think they have 25% capacity there in Fort Myers. But. Just so special to get fans back to the ballpark. Baseball is meant to be played in front of fans. And you can just feel that. And Rocco said it yesterday. The energy level is just completely different than anything they experienced last year, is what he said. And I totally agree. I could feel it listening on the radio. You know, I could feel that, that energy. And I, I can't even imagine what it feels like for the players to go through what they went through last year, playing in those empty ballparks, and then to be able to have fans there was probably really special for them and it was really special for us as we try to move forward as a country um and, and you know continue to improve in, in the fight against COVID-19 but it's just special to to see that to hear that and and to uh, be able to listen and, and analyze the twins again uh they did win yesterday and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna balance how much I talk about wins and losses in spring training it's important to evaluate of course in spring training uh, guys with velocity jumps, exit velocities, guys who are impressing and, and are working for a roster spot. That's why they do it, right? They're, they're trying to get ready for the season, and so it's interesting to see who's playing well and who's not playing well. We're not going to get caught up in the wins and losses. You know, the Twins are 2-0, and which feels good. Always feels good to win, I'll tell you that much. Um, but we're not going to be looking at any Grapefruit League standings. Maybe once in a while we'll look at some. Now that we're five days a week, we might have to buy more into the wins and losses in spring training. But for the most part, we're going to be breaking down who looks good, You know, who's, uh, what prospects look like they could potentially push themselves into the Twins' plans in 2021. And there is evidence that how well you do in spring training does not translate to the regular season. 
But this is our chance to look at guys like Larnick and to look at guys like Kirilov and Rooker and, and you know Gilberto Celestino who played today and Nick Gordon who subbed in today and get a look at them when we haven't seen them in the minors in a long time, you know, in two years. So it's it's nice to see them and to hear them or hear about them. Uh, and until it's on TV, we will only be hearing about them. But Fox Sports North is going to broadcast these games starting Wednesday. And I want to say, uh, a, you know, a majority of them will be broadcasted moving forward for the month of March until April 1st, opening day in Milwaukee. Yeah, they did win yesterday. Devin Smeltzer started. It sounds like he pitched pretty well. He was up in the upper 80s with his fastball, low 90s as per usual. Uh, Smeltzer's a fine death piece for the Twins. And I think when you look back at that Brian Dozier trade, to get like a 6-7 starter out of it, considering what Dozier turned out to be after the trade, even though he was a fan favorite and people weren't super excited about that deal, that was a good deal for them. And they got uh, Luke Rayley as well and sent him back to L.A. in the Kenta Maeda deal. So, you know, they, they added some value there, and Smeltzer just kind of gets it done. And if he can pitch at a league average level for you out of the bullpen or spot start, he's a valuable piece, and he has been for the last two years. So uh, Devin Smeltzer starts, pitches well. A couple guys came out of the bullpen. Ian Hamilton was mid-90s with a good slider, I think, as advertised with him. Hanzo Robles was also mid-90s. I'd like to see him get up to 96-97 where he was in 2019. Moving forward this spring would be nice to see, but a lot of sliders, a lot of change-ups. He's got a three-pitch mix that's really solid, and Robles has a great change-up. So if he can get his fastball back up into where it was two years ago and then kind of work off that change-up with the slider, I like what he could bring, and I think the upside is high with Hanzo Robles. Some say they would have rather had Tyler Clippard signed, who signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks instead of Robles for about the same price. I don't know. I like the upside with Robles, and I think because the floor of the bullpen's high, they brought in a lot of guys who could potentially factor in. Sean Anderson pitched today, didn't pitch well. But guys who can factor in, Hamilton, Anderson, maybe even Manaya, they have some good depth in the system. I think the Saints bullpen's going to be really good with Derek Law as well. And I think uh, given the, the ceiling of the floor, if that makes sense, I'd rather have a guy with more upside like Robles um, than the, the higher floor with Clippard. Because I think what you get from Clippard is, is a good outcome. He pitched well for them. But he's still low 90s fastball. He does have an awesome changeup. But the potential in my mind is much higher for Robles, I think, with his stuff. So I, I was good with them signing Robles for two instead of Clippard for 2.25. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about Hanzo Robles. So yesterday, again, mid-90s, but first outing of the spring. Maybe he can bump that up before opening day. Uh, you know, offensively, the Twins yesterday, it was fun to see some regulars in the lineup. Max Kepler, Miguel Sano, Jorge Polanco all playing, Mitch Garver. Garver stung one in the first inning, I think 105 miles an hour off the bat up the middle. In the first two innings, the Twins were stinging the ball, generally, off Nathan Uvalde. Uh, Max Kepler had a hard-hit ball. Garver, Sano had a couple. Sano had a two-run double. And so I think when I evaluate this is like, if they're facing Nathan Yavaldi, who's a capable major league starter, I mean, signed a big deal with the Red Sox, throws 97-98. And Mitch Garver barreling a ball against Yavaldi uh, throwing 98. I think it was a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. To me, that's that's noteworthy because Garver could not catch up to fastballs last year. And you just want to see that out of him. I think he walked as well. And that's just the approach that we love to see from him. But if you see Garver squaring up 98-99 fastballs, that – encourages me because he was swinging through those last year and it's only one you know he scored up fastballs last year too and missed a lot of them so we'll continue to watch throughout the spring but I think you're going to find this newfound confidence there's some quotes from him talking about playing without fans and how brutal that was uh, and how he kind of feeds off those those fans and I think Mitch Garver uh, I think you better keep an eye on him and I think we learned that a little bit more yesterday this guy still has a huge bat and I love his approach 
Um, first inning, stung a ball and, and walked as well. So good game for him. <clears throat> Max Kepler got on. Sano, I mentioned two-run double. A couple balls hit 99 miles an hour. That's Miguel Sano. He also struck out. Um, so it was just fun to see some regulars in there yesterday. Let's talk more about the game today after this word from betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. We've got baseball coming up as well. You're going to want in on this action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to our website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Again, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On. This platform is very easy to navigate. It's very easy to go through. Pick what you want. Bet on it. You're not going to want to sit on the sidelines anymore. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Twins play the Rays today in their first road game of spring training, heading to Port Charlotte, starting Lewis Thorpe on the mound and. I was interested in this one because Lewis Thorpe noted best shape of his life, but also throwing 92 and 93 in spring training thus far. He said he's in a good place mentally, says he's in a good place physically, got the strength back in his legs this offseason, was squatting some massive weight uh, in workouts reportedly. So if Lewis Thorpe can give the Twins something this year, I mean, that's huge. That raises the floor, and I think it raises the ceiling too, given what we know about his stuff. Storm 93 today in two innings of work, uh, two strikeouts, got out of a jam. He hit a batter, hit Joey Wendell in the helmet, and Wendell had to come out of the game. Also walked Austin Meadows to start off the game, but ended up coming back and getting out of it by uh, getting Yandy Diaz to ground out. Came back in the second, went 1-2-3 against Phillips, Brousseau, and Walls, struck out Walls to finish out his outing through 37 pitches, which is a lot for his first outing, and I think the Twins are stretching him out, getting him ready to go. I wrote last week for Twins Daily, who I think is going to start with the Saints uh, in 2021. And Lewis Thorpe actually headlined my rotation for the St. Paul Saints. And I think it won't take a lot. I think if Lewis Thorpe gives you that same 92-93 with his fastball, with a good slider, and he's throwing strikes, I think he's going to be up with the Twins before you know it. I think he might be the first call uh, in, in way of an injury, in light of an injury. I think there's a really good chance that he's your first guy up over Devin Smelter, actually, because I think the, the ceiling for Thorpe is higher and he just has better stuff. But it's just going to be about throwing strikes consistently, being consistent mentally, and and just getting the job done. And he did today. He did a good job. And and that's a good first start for his spring for Thorpe. Uh, Starting for the Rays was Tyler Glass now. I was excited about this, too. And as I mentioned in the first segment, if you have, like, Yavaldi or Glass now or Garrett Cole or someone starting, now I know it's the first start of the spring. But you take a little bit more away from those at-bats and from those results from the offense than you would when it's these relievers that get tossed in there that are probably going to start at double A or triple A. And Luis Arai started this game leading off. It's his first start of the spring. Ryan Jeffers hit second, Jake Cave third, Brent Rooker fourth. Rooker hit a home run off glass now to the opposite field in the start of the second inning. And and that's big for him, I think, just to uh, get off to a good start after breaking his wrist last year on a pitch from Zach Plezak. Looks like he's healthy. Hit a, I think it was a 98-mile-an-hour fastball from glass now. Rooker's in a competition. Uh, they brought in Kyle Garlick, who also homered today. And I think Garlick, with his minor league track record, which kind of mirrors Rooker, but is is lengthier, 
has a chance to make this club as a right-handed bat off the bench. And I think that's that's true. And he DH'd it and hit sixth. Rooker, of course, you know, a, a top prospect for the Twins, a top 10 prospect, and has a, an electrifying bat. But I think he's in a competition with Garlic. They both homered today, and it was just good to see Rooker um, back. And you see what, what he can bring at the plate. I mean, just his mash through the minors, over 50 home runs in the minor leagues. I think Rooker will be a valuable piece for the Twins moving forward, has that big home run. Uh, my favorite thing that happened today, Larissa Rice comes up uh, in the second inning with bases loaded against Tyler Glass now. Gets down 0-2, two foul balls, and I actually started my tweet. You can follow me on Twitter, at NashRocker9. I started my tweet after he fouled those two balls off because I was so confident that he was going to battle back in this at-bat or that he was going to turn this into a productive at-bat. Three balls in a row he takes, so you got a full count. Then he fouls off two more pitches against Glass now, 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Glass now is touching 100 today. And then takes ball four, borderline ball four that was that was out of the zone and walks the first base and walks in a run. And I just tweeted out the at-bat. I said, foul, foul, ball, 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 foul, foul, walk. And it's just, that's Luisa Rise, and it just makes you smile because you love the way this guy takes at-bats, and especially against the best, one of the best in the world in Tyler Glasnow, some of the best stuff in the major leagues. It's just special to watch. He's so fun to watch, and I think my takeaway, and not that I needed confirmation for this and not that you needed confirmation from this, but Luis Rice should be leading off when he plays. And as the utility man off the bench, they're going to have to work to get at-bats for him. But I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't be leading off. I mean, this is the type of stuff he does for you. And, and I like Max Kepler leading off a lot. I thought in 2019, really raised the offense by having him lead off. But Luis Rice burst onto the scene, and sometimes you have to adjust. And I think any time you're going to have him in the lineup, I think he should be leading off because I think his on-base skills are just special. Through two years, 390 on-base percentage. If you go Arise, Donaldson, Cruz, you have guys in Arise and Donaldson who, if they play a full season, will walk 100 times each probably. And Arise is going to hit you know, over 300. So that's just a, a special special one-two combo, especially when it's left-right like that. I just think it's perfect. And so my takeaway is that when Arise is playing, he should be leading off for the Twins. And, and I think we've gotten to that point, especially with Kepler's struggles last year. And again, I really like Kepler leading off. He walks a good amount. He doesn't strike out a lot. He's got big power uh, and, and is great against right-handed pitching. So I don't, I don't dislike Kepler leading off, but I just think Luis Arise is, is special. I just think he's a special hitter, and, and I love that he showed that again today in his first spring start with a bases-loaded walk and a great at-bat against one of the best in the game. That was that was awesome. Uh, Jeffers started behind the plate. I mentioned Trevor Larnick also played. He went 0 for 3. Twins great prospect. He's wearing number 24. Took that from Josh Donaldson. Donaldson's going to wear 20, taking Eddie Rosario's number. Also looks like Eddie's going to get his first at-bat for Cleveland today, um, and I think he just took it maybe a couple minutes ago. So kind of weird. It was weird to see Eddie in that in that Cleveland jersey he posted on his Instagram story. This is very odd. The Twins came away with a win today, though, and it was Garlic's home run that sent him over the top. Uh, Garlic keeping pace with Rooker in the home run category. Um, this is a fun game to listen to again. I thought anytime Tyler Glass now, a guy throwing 100, standing at 6'8", I think it's a good test. And I think it's a good test for Rooker and Larnick and all these guys. Larnick went down on three pitches. It's like, welcome to the big leagues. I think it's a good test. Kirilov yesterday struggled a little bit in his first game. And, and you know, I think we're going to see Kirilov a lot. Like, I think you'll see Kirilov probably play two out of every three games as the Twins evaluate whether he's ready or not to start on opening day. And that's going to be uh, the main, I think, storyline of this spring is, is Alex Kirilov going to be your starting left fielder on opening day. Uh, Jake Cave doubled today, trying to vie for that left field spot as well out of, out of camp. And I think... 
Uh, you can't forget about Cave against right-handed pitching. He's got a wild beard going on, but uh, still hits the ball really well off righties. Josh Donaldson and Nelson Cruz are going to play later this week per Rocco. He also said Jorge Polanco is a full go, and he feels like Polanco hasn't come into camp full strength in a long time, and he's full strength and, and is full go. The Twins don't view him uh, as being limited or even this as being rehab. It's just kind of him getting his work in. So the Twins are, are pretty healthy, and Drelton Simmons still not in camp, which is, uh, you know, due to visa issues. Jay Happ has COVID-19. He has not been cleared. So those two remain out. But other than that, for through the first two games, it's it's been pretty pretty strong and pretty clean. And I think uh, it's just special to have fans back. And I think the players are, are very excited about that. And I'm excited about it too, as we look forward to opening day in one month. After this break, let's look forward to the upcoming week for the Twins. And the upcoming week for the show, we got some fun things on tap. After this word from Built Bar. The improved Bilt Bar is even delicious. There are 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel. These are all really delicious, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. And they're easy and soft, and, and they're really easy to chew. And Bilt Bars are also healthy. Uh, it's great for the health-conscious guy. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar... I just ripped through a box. I got a box of six of these. They were gone in like three days. 19 grams of protein in the peanut butter bar, and I ate three of those. Gosh, those are good. Five grams of net carbs for a type 1 diabetic like me. That is huge. Perhaps my favorite flavor, the coconut almond bar. Five grams of net carbs in that as well. I love the coconut. The coconut and chocolate mix is just so good. Uh, you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. It's only going to last for a week or so, so stay tuned. But go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20. Locked on 20. I'll get 20% off your next order. Looking ahead for the Twins, and I have good news, Twins fans. You will be able to watch Twins baseball, God willing, every day until, I think, the end of October. I think we'll be playing to the end of October. Well, hopefully, and they're working toward that early on here. But my point is that the Twins are going to play basically every day moving forward, and that's just puts a smile on my face. I'm very excited about that. They'll play again tomorrow. They're going to play the Braves on the road in Northport. It's going to be Charlie Barnes against Ian Anderson, the great prospect for Atlanta, who pitched last year in the playoffs and, and was great last year for them. That'll be fun. Wednesday will be the first televised game, and good thing it is because Nick Pavetta is going against Jose Barrios. Barrios is going to make his spring debut. And then on Thursday, it'll be Kenta Maeda making his spring debut. I think something that's interesting is I wonder who Rocco is going to start on opening day. Is Jose Barrios going to get his third straight opening day start? In a month, or will it be the newfound ace, Kenta Maeda? I think that's uh, that's an interesting thing to think about there. And we're not looking five days ahead from every spring start yet. We'll start to do that in a couple weeks, and then we'll kind of be able to see what the Twins are thinking in that regard. But at least for what it's worth, Barrios is going to start before Maeda this week. We're also going to continue with projections, player projections. We kind of hit a roadblock at shortstop. We, we had some interviews last week, some great interviews. Go listen to those, Matthew Trueblood. Uh, Nick Nelson, David Young, some really good personalities. This week we'll have Ted Schwerzler on Friday, so you listen to that as well. But it kind of halted our, our player previews. We'll look at Jorge Polanco at second base, Miguel Sano. We've gotten through the outfield. We'll also project Nelson Cruz, the ageless wonder, who just looks fantastic. I mean, that's how I picture Nelson Cruz. He's so ripped. I mean, just... It, so he's just like I, I don't know I don't he's like built he's like from a different planet or something he's, Nelson Cruz is just a monster uh, he looks awesome and I'm excited to see him back in the middle of, middle of the lineup and I think when you think about spring training 
uh, in a way, you start to see the quality of depth on some teams, and I think the Twins are one of those teams. And I don't want to get too caught up in wins and losses, but I think their guys that they play in spring training have a tendency to be better than other guys on other teams that play in spring training just because they have a deeper roster. Their farm system is deeper, so when they dip down to double A against a lot of teams, their double A players are a lot better than another team's double A players or even single A. It probably gets better as it goes down because they're so deep in the lower minors as well. I think that's what you're seeing and what you'll continue to see as the Twins are now 2-0 and and, and really just making a run to win the Grapefruit League. This spring, I mentioned Pavetta Barrios. It's going to be Yarborough and Maeda on Thursday as they take on the Rays again. You're going to see a lot of Braves, a lot of Rays, a lot of Red Sox this spring. Uh, get used to those clubs. As MLB is trying to keep it regional, trying to keep things tight in Florida to uh, limit travel down there. But so far, it's uh, it's been fun to listen to, and I'm excited to, to get our first look at some of these guys. Uh, Wednesday, it sounds like Cruz might play Wednesday, Donaldson Thursday, so you're going to see uh, a lot of regulars, it seems, moving forward this week. Um, I think also looking forward, it's, it's important to remember uh, the roster battles and, and to remind you of those roster battles as guys make starts and as guys sub in and, and get at bats. I think one that's emerged, and I mentioned today, is Rooker and Garlic, and I think that's something to watch. Also, Lewis Thorpe trying to vie for a rotation spot, perhaps right out of camp. He does have an option remaining, so it's unlikely, but he's trying to work his way up. You got Nick Gordon back in camp, who I think had an at-bat yesterday, but hasn't really gotten a full chance to get into the swing of things yet for the Twins. I think you're going to see him start a lot of games. Uh, yeah, Nick Gordon did have an at-bat yesterday. He was 0 for 1. I think you're going to see him try to battle and work his way up and make a good impression on the Twins this spring. Also, Aaron Sabato played uh, today and yesterday. It looks like he subbed in defensively today and played yesterday. He's a guy I'm really excited about. Twins' first-round pick in 2020 out of North Carolina just destroyed at North Carolina for the Heels. was a monster for them. I think he's someone to watch this spring because I think he's going to be a fast mover. And we talked about this a little bit, me and Nick Nelson, I believe, on our episode. But I think Sabato is going to be a really fast mover. I think you're going to see him potentially get up to double A, even triple A this summer as we look forward to the minor league season. But uh, he's a guy to watch in the spring as well. Please follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. I usually tweet, uh, not, not, I try not to tweet too much during spring training games, but I do tweet a good amount um, during spring training games. If you want breakdown stats, you know, exit velocities, you can find that at Nash Walker 9. Also follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Tomorrow I'll be with Ryan Stiles of Lockdown Royals. I'm excited to talk to him about the rivalry between Kansas City and Minnesota and what to expect from KC this year. Um, some exciting young arms and, and extending Hunter Dozier, who I really like at third base. So we'll talk about him and we'll talk about the Royals tomorrow and the Twins. Expect that to be posted tomorrow night. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and go Twins. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.